Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Salemi, Content Director of Healthogy and your host of the OIS Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, today, we're going to take a little bit of a diversion. We're going to move away from the therapeutic side of the ophthalmology spectrum. We're going to go way over onto the diagnostic side. We're talking with a company called OcuSciences. It's a medical diagnostic company that's developed this system called the Ocumet Beacon that the company says measures a retinal metabolic analysis or analyzes the retina for the presence of mitochondrial dysfunction. By doing this, the company, it says OcuSciences, is able to determine uh, how far along diseases of the eye are progressing. Uh, glaucoma, of course, would be one. Diabetic retinopathy, uh, macular degeneration. And it's able to get a measure of the progression of these diseases before, uh, before it's really becoming visible to either the patient or to ophthalmologists using existing methods. Now, the hope is that they would develop a new vital sign that would give a, uh, a red flag early enough in the uh, progression of, say, di diabetic retinopathy to have that patient really change their behavior, perhaps really uh, maintain their treatments and really manage their disease so they're less inclined uh, to go down that uh, terrible route of losing their vision. So our guest today is Kurt Rieger the president and COO of OcuSciences. Again, it's a very early stage company, so we'll talk a bit about the technology, but also how a company in its earliest stages uh, tries to create a new market for a device or a test that really doesn't currently exist. Thanks for joining us. Have a listen. Kurt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tom. It's good to be here. It's nice to finally actually talk to you. I know we've been sort of circling each other on Twitter uh, back and forth. Uh, I've been tracking your company, and, and uh, you've been pinging back and giving me updates. And uh, seemed like a nice opportunity to, to sit down and finally learn a little bit more uh, about OcuSciences and about your your product, uh, the Ocumet Beacon. Uh, now, this is uh, the system you're developing, the platform you're developing is is retinal metabolic analysis. And it's an interesting concept. It's sort of a, we've been focusing so much on, on therapeutics, both drugs and devices. I haven't really given much attention to the diagnostic side of ophthalmology, but it really, it could be, a, it should, and it is a vital part of the, of the treatment spectrum and could, could guide treatment even further, further along, especially when you get a, a, a system like this in place. Uh, tell us a bit about OcuSciences and, uh, and the Ocumet Beacon. Thanks, Tom. Uh, OcuSciences was formed to develop a functional metabolic imager. The technology was developed at the University of Michigan Kellogg Eye Center to help clinicians there really understand the earliest stages of retinal diseases. And uh, some of the researchers uh, working in AMD as well as glaucoma uh, wanted a more sensitive, faster, more quantitative me measure for those diseases so that they could help guide the therapies that they might offer to their patients as well as to assess more specifically the stage of the disease for those patients. 
And, and how is this done? I mean, this is just the, the, the description of it. This sounds like something that we, we would want to have in the healthcare system, an ability to measure progress and to really help guide treatment patterns so you're not steering the patient in, inadvertently in a, in a wrong direction. Tell us a little bit about how Occument Beacon works, what exactly you're measuring and, and what sure. you're able to determine. Yeah, so Occument Beacon looks at a uh, signal from the retinal tissue, the most metabolically active tissue in the body, looking at the mitochondria, the power plant in cells, and it specifically looks at the flavor proteins, which have a natural fluorescence that can be excited when the, fluorescent, when the flavor proteins are not actively working to produce power. So when the mitochondria are damaged and you can't produce power, then the cells will give off a, a, a natural fluorophore. And that's the signal that we're measuring. So we're stimulating to see how much of that signal we're getting. Um, in a, a young, normal, healthy patient, there's very little signal. In an elderly, diseased patient, there's a lot of signal. And so by mapping that signal, as well as measuring it carefully, we can help tell the clinician uh, the stage of the disease for the patient, as well as if there's any change from the last visit or perhaps a change with therapy uh, or treatments. So are you essentially, it sounds like you're almost looking at a, a battery uh, uh, range on a cell phone or something when something's turning red and you can see that there's trouble, some, some trouble coming. Yes, right. And, and again, the, uh, the studies that we've done show that at the very earliest onsets of disease, the mitochondria begin to get this damage. And in some cases, it's a sub-threshold damage that can be reversed. And that's where we hope that uh, our pharma partners will develop therapies that can go in and help the patient when there's a significant population of retinal cells still left uh, versus many times when the disease is first detected, when visual acuity begins to deteriorate, the disease has been in play for a long enough period of time that there's significant cell damage and cell loss, which are never recoverable, and hence the patient's vision or situation cannot be uh, well addressed. And how precise uh, is this system in determining what type of disease is, is progressing and what sort of treatment is necessary? You're able to, to tell the difference between the different, uh, different diseases within the eye? So we're not specific for a particular disease. So if you have a systemic source of damage or if you have a particular kind of disease, we can't tell you that you have that disease type. Um, that's coming in a next generation of our device where we can actually resolve in three dimensions which cell layers, which areas are being damaged. Uh, what we can tell you today, though, is the level of damage. And so if the patient is, a, say, a glaucoma suspect or if the patient's already been diagnosed with diabetes, has uh, uh, glucose tolerance uh, tests showing that they're diabetic and they're becoming a diabetic retinopathy patient, we can assess how much progress that disease has made and hence how much damage is occurring uh, in the tissue. So it's a very sensitive but not disease-specific marker uh, for the change in the patient. And that's, and I know you pointed this out in your literature and in, in, in your discussions of the company, but to, to be able to to tell someone who has been diagnosed with diabetes that, look, on this, you're going on a path where you're damaging your eye, that's really the kind of red flag that I think people pay attention to. Yeah, they do. And in fact, uh, there's about 8% of the population that are what are called latent diabetics, people that are, have the disease but don't know it yet. And uh, again, significant damage can be occurring while that's happening. Uh, many people, when you tell them that the eye is involved with diabetes as opposed to, for instance, just kidney damage or uh, amputation of an extremity, 
their interest in doing the treatment or staying on the regimen that the physicians rec uh, recommend is much higher. And so getting them both aware that the level of damage is proportional to how much you know they take care of their bodies, do exercise diet changes, um, and our measure can then tell the physician and the patient um, that this has been effective versus needing to then add metformin or some other uh, drug. And, and then eventually as the disease progresses into retinopathy and proliferative uh, diabetic retinopathy, how aggressive to treat that disease to stave off uh, some of the, the damage that might occur. So like a, a cholesterol test that might be high during one exam, if you go the next time and it's back down to where it needs to be, you can get an attaboy and, and walk right. away. Exactly. Let's talk a bit about the, the origins of the company and the technology. Where was the technology developed and, and how did the whole concept for OcuSciences come about? So the technology was developed by two researchers at the University of Michigan Kellogg Eye Center, Dr. Victor Elner and Dr. Howard Petty. And uh, Dr. Elner is a... Uh, long-standing researcher in retinal diseases uh, as a pathologist and an ophthalmologist. He studied the early uh, markers, molecular markers for things like AMD, uh, has a research lab developing new uh, targeted therapeutic areas. Uh, the other development uh, partner, Dr. Howard Petty, is a biophysicist, immunologist, and runs a primary research lab looking at, again, cellular markers of disease, in particular inter uh, cellular signaling, so what's happening between cells, and together they brainstormed a way to have a non-invasive, rapid, quantitative measure that would be useful for looking at new therapies that they might produce in their labs or that new ph that pharmaceuticals might pharmaceutical companies might produce uh, for the treatment of these diseases, and they wanted a method that you could use regularly as opposed to some of the methods that they were able to use uh, as a standard of care at Kellogg Eye Center uh, have a very long uh, study time. So not very often uh, patients were getting measured and they were looking for something that could give uh, a readout in six months rather than a three-year trial. And so again, developing a native fluorophore biomarker that could be measured with a very quick, you know, less than five minute time frame uh, was something that they felt would make a big difference at their research center, the University of Michigan Kellogg Eye Center, but one that we found at many other centers as well, uh, that that need is unmet for them to assess patients. I'd like to take a moment away from this conversation just to remind you all that your tales of innovation are important to us. We want you to appear at our upcoming OIS conferences, so go to ois.net, fill out a presenting form, uh, presenting company application form, rather, and uh, tell us your story, and we'll hopefully have you on the floor at a future OIS or on this podcast. Uh, we'd love to uh, get more stories, different stories like OcuSciences tale, and uh, get them out to the masses in ophthalmology. Now let's get back to our conversation with Kurt Rieger. And how did this this technology become a company? This is a, it's a difficult time to raise capital, especially in med tech and, and diagnostics has its problem. What uh, give a bit of the history of the origins sure. of OcuSciences? Well, again, um, the technology was licensed from the University of Michigan into OcuSciences. Um, the company then raised a round of capital from. Uh, people in the industry, ophthalmologists, optometrists, people that are um, industry veterans uh, of 
medical diagnostic equipment and uh, you know got started in uh, a bit of a time where people expected a lot to happen with the Affordable Care Act but you know the, the secondary challenge was that we ended in, entered into sort of the Great Recession and that definitely stalled venture capital raises but actually forced us to do something that's probably been positive for the company which is to reach out to strategic partners and to pharmaceutical partners and to help develop something for them that they can um, uh, use as part of their either clinical trials or as part of their new product development areas. And, and so the ophthalmologists, optometrists, were, were uh, among the, the angel investors. Uh, what sort of uh, feedback did you get from, from them when they heard this, uh, this idea? Obviously, if they're putting their money toward it, it's a positive feedback. But what, what, what kind of stories or what kind of testimony were you hearing from those folks? Well, all of them felt that um, again, as they treat their patients, they were looking for this sort of thing. We actually did also um, interviews, customer discovery interviews with probably 50 uh, other optometrists, ophthalmologists out in the marketplace just to make sure that what we were hearing was true. And almost everybody said that a more quantitative, more precise uh, metabolically focused diagnostic is something that they would be very interested in. Um, and again, we were looking at a time when Optos had brought it, their wide field out and was really making a lot of progress in optometry. And again, we thought that that kind of model where a uh, patient comes in, maybe gets a baseline assessment at no cost, but then becomes a regular patient of optometry, one of the things that they were signaling was that this could be a, an enhancer to their practice, both giving better care to their patients as well as being perceived as offering a more sophisticated assessment of their patient's uh, eye care. And how do you move from where you are to, to fulfilling their desires, getting the, 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 the test into their offices and, and building this whole new uh, line of, of diagnostics for, uh, for ophthalmology and optometry? What, what, it's, what are the barriers in front of you and how do you see yourself positioning this company so you can hit the ground running once you are uh, fully commercialized in this space? Well, the, our commercialization path is to do a couple of different levels. One, uh, what we're doing today is uh, providing instruments out into uh, large research centers where they're doing uh, clinical trial studies um, as well as uh, conducting trials with pharmaceutical partners. So we have a research-grade instrument that we're currently uh, commercializing. The lower-cost instrument for optometry, ophthalmology, is something that we have uh, in development and will have out shortly. Um, that's going to be a smaller uh, footprint device with a lower price point that should be uh, readily uh, attainable for most optometry practices and certainly all ophthalmology practices. Uh, we've modeled it out such that um, the business case for it would be that you could purchase the capital equipment and then with the CPT code reimbursement have less than a one-year payback. So again, our commercialization path is to then start selling that instrument uh, to uh, particularly targeted markets, um, metropolitan markets where there's a large uh, population of folks that um, optometry ophthalmology sees on a regular basis where they may be you know, grading their diabetic retinopathy or AMD and can use our instrument to give a more precise assessment as to how much progress or how much change they've seen in disease uh, since their last visit. And did you say this test would be uh, applicable in other diseases as well, and is that something you've explored? Yeah, we think in uh, diabetic retinopathy, uh, 
uh, early dry MD as well as glaucoma. It has we've um, we've studied all of those diseases and have some publications in each. And again, we think that all of those are unmet needs. Um, one of our clinical centers for glaucoma said that um, again they see this as part of getting uh, almost all of their patients screened with the device. So uh, again, the opportunity is we think to have you know as you walk in to uh, any ophthalmology optometry visit is to have this as one of their standard assessments that they would provide patients and our report would then help guide the clinician as to uh, what they, you know, whether the, everything is normal or whether there's some follow-up or further investigation that's required. And how about outside of ophthalmology? Well, again, uh, one of our partners has suggested this could be a new vital sign. So, again, because the retina is your most metabolically active tissue, it's also connected to the central nervous system. It's a good marker for how the health of your most important, most conserved, and most protected tissue in the body is. So if there's a systemic damage uh, process occurring, um, that would also be a, a very important area to, to take a look at. And so, again, um, we think general practitioners and, and maybe just general screening uh, for the health of patients that you'd look at the, the back of their eye, the retina, as a good marker for how their uh, overall body the, uh, health is. Um, there is some thought that that would be, again, a general diabetes screening, but metabolic syndrome and some of the other damage processes that happen with uh, high blood pressure would also be uh, potentially caught with that. And last question, what what do you see the outcome being for this company in four or five years? Is this something you can build out into a full commercial operation, or do you see yourself uh, becoming part of a larger entity? Well, we have designs to be um, a full commercial entity, but we would definitely partner with device makers to help get our uh, method onto their instruments. Um, we think that that's a great opportunity. Eventually, uh, data analytics and image analysis is where the company's going to be focused on. Um, we have uh, our own software algorithms today, but we'll be getting improved sensitivity and specificity of those algorithms with larger and larger data sets. And eventually, that's probably the focal area for the company is to develop more advanced algorithms, more advanced software that can uh, ride on our own instrument or on a modality of someone else's uh, more complete instrument, for instance, an OCT maker that might want to bundle this modality with their OCT. Terrific. Well, it's an interesting story. I'm glad that we had the chance to finally talk and not just tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate the opportunity as well. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Thank you. Kurt Rieger, thank you for joining us today on the OIS podcast. Again, it's nice that we uh, finally spoke as opposed to tweeted. And uh, I invite you folks to uh, follow my Twitter feed at medtechtom.com or go to at OIS tweets. And uh, either of those accounts can get you in touch with me if you want to share your stories, your tales of innovation. Of course, once again, I'll remind you uh, to go to OIS.net if you'd like to present at our upcoming OIS at AAL conference or a future conference. Uh, Go to OIS.net if you want to register to attend the upcoming OIS conference on November 12th in Las Vegas. So thank you again for listening. Go to OIS.net, register to attend our upcoming conference, and I'll see you in Las Vegas.
OIS is now accepting applications for presenting companies. Share your technology and clinical data with over 800 industry executives, investors, and key opinion-leading ophthalmologists. To be considered for the Ophthalmology Innovation Showcase, apply online at www.ois.net forward slash application.